The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Girls Talk Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now, your hosts, Jess Navarez, Aisha Morrison, Kelsey Charles, and Jane Slater. How often do you use the point spread to motivate the team? I don't know if I ever have. Uh, I don't know. You know, I have. I, I, what is it this week? Five and a half. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're underdogs? <laughs> we're good. All right. Just wrote my Saturday night speech. I'm good. No, no, I've never used it. But I'll just say this: we're nobody's underdog. So if you need a quote, ooh, okay. If you needed a quote, Mike McCarthy gave you the quote of the weekend right there. We are not underdogs. Thanks so much for joining us. We are also not underdogs here on Girls Talk Boys Talk, <laughs> no, sponsored ain't. by Jigsaw, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Haley Sutton, joined by. Aisha Morrison and Jess Navarez. Ladies, what a fun start to the morning, right? It's always a good morning when you wake up and say you're not an underdog. Obviously, that was Mike McCarthy at his press conference. Uh, The final question, uh, he was, they asked him about the spread, if the spread was ever a motivating factor. Uh, And short answer, no. (laughs) It's not. Sure. Sure. Um, I like his answer more. (laughs) Yeah, but I just wanted to, I'm glad we're starting with that first. And I wanted to open up to you guys uh, when you have a coach like Mike McCarthy who is pretty open about keeping the distractions and then you hear him like that, get a little sassy uh, to end the press conference, what would you think about Mike? Aisha, we'll start with oh, you. No, I, I tweeted it. I was excited about it because we've been looking for that. You know, like we've been looking for him to – I will say this season I feel like he's gotten – more comfortable with the media. Sure. He's joking back and forth with yeah. them. Uh, whatever him and Clarence Hill have going on is hilarious. <laughs> and it's a mess. Yes. Can I just say really quick, it's always so fun because when we start those press conferences, there's a, an unwritten order, right? It's always uh, sure. one guy who's from the Dallas Morning News, or I'm not sure where he's from. I think it's his name David is David. Moore. David yep. Moore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it always goes to Clarence. And it's so funny because David Moore kind of sets the tone, and then the tone is just immediately erased by Clarence because he, <laughs> he's he's so such a clown, you know? Yep. And Mike is it, – it's good that you point that out yes. because – uh, Mike just has picked up on that, and so it's. I'm glad you pointed that out. But I'm but glad anyways. that like I, I, it sets the tone, right? Like I mean, I think that the Cowboys are we like we talked about. They're playing far better than what people expected. But this team, if you listen to all of the interviews, all of this, these players and these coaches have been confident about Cooper Rush. They've been confident yeah. about Tyler Smith. They've right. been confident about these defensive players coming in and making an impact. Like they've been com- they've been saying these things. So I think that it's just humorous to them like oh still and you know you know tank has been um tweeting out like underdogs after every yeah. game so you know it, it's resonating with them yeah and what i really like about it too is it, it shows how comfortable mike mccarthy really is within himself as a coach and within this team because i mean really you it, looking at the other side of things has really given me an appreciation for mike mccarthy and and how much he's settled in here because you listen to other press conferences with other coaches other head coaches that come on there and it's it, it's not the same kind of vibe. It's not the same kind of feeling. And and I think it's just so, so healthy. And I, I just feel like it's a very healthy environment that Mike McCarthy is exuding here uh, in the building. And I think everybody feeds off of that. Um, and I think 
now this year we're seeing it more than ever because you saw sparks of it. And I talked about this a few weeks ago. You saw sparks of it uh, even in Hard Knocks with the mojo moment. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of out of character <laughs> for Mike McCarthy. But really what it was, it was him getting comfortable because now this is who he is. And, and I just I love it. It's fun to fun to hear the banner. But when Mike McCarthy said that, I wish there was a live <laughs> camera on my reaction. I was in my apartment. I was like, oh, man, that was good. And I like had to rewind it. I was like, good for Mike McCarthy. So. Yeah. And it's so interesting stuff. you bring up the comfortability of Mike McCarthy. Uh, one thing that I've kind of realized pretty quickly uh, in this business is that, you know, like, well, not really quickly. It's something that I've kind of always recognized as a reporter, but like, these guys are people first. And yep. I preach that all the time. I yeah. have always preached that my entire journalism career is that these guys are people first. And so just like the players have to warm up to you, they have to get comfortable. They're not going to tell you their life story the first time right. you meet them, right? They're not going to, you know, maybe show who they are actually like right up front because they got to earn that trust. And so right. I think now that we're going into year three with Mike McCarthy, he kind of knows the Clarence Hills and he knows the John Machodas and he yep. knows the Todd Archers uh, in the room. Uh, so it's a little bit easier for him to, to have those jokes and to make those yeah. comments and not and know that like it's not going to get taken out of context yeah. or uh, that kind of thing. Sure. So we love to see that. Um, something else that just came out today that we want to talk about that I'm going to pull up right now, the injury report. Yesterday we had some question marks, namely uh, Jake Ferguson was a surprise. He did not practice. Um, so we start with him. He did practice today. He was limited. He did some individual drills. One thing I will point out, he had a uh, a sleeve on his, I believe it was his left knee. Mm -hmm. uh, so obviously he's working through some stuff there. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but he's just listed as limited. So he did do some stuff today uh, off to the side. Also limited that we talked about before the show, Donovan Wilson uh, was limited yesterday, limited today with an ankle injury. Uh, let's see who else is on this list. Obviously, Dak uh, still did not practice. He's been off to the side. Um, but today, something interesting about Dak, uh, while he was going through his strengthening progressions, he did everything with a football in his hand. Mm -hmm. uh, so not sure it's, how far he is progressing. Yeah, it's but, just good to see that yeah. he's, uh, yeah. they're just going through the motions as they're supposed to be, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's see any other people on this Jordan list. Lewis Jordan too. Lewis yep I'm working on the list Jordan Lewis uh was back up to limited which was nice we did see him yesterday doing yeah. some band work off to the side uh so good to see him getting back into the works and so those are kind of the guys that we paid attention to today anyone surprise you guys on that um, yeah, it's not so surprising, but something that I really think we should keep an eye on is Jake Ferguson. Um, I think he's really becoming a key part of the offense overall, um, even when it just comes to the pass pro. I, I think Jake Ferguson is is working his way up to establish his name within this offense. And so um, anytime you see an offense really vibing and, and gelling like the offense has been, you don't want to see it, a player taken out of that, right? Yeah. So the good thing, though, is, uh, you know, if they've preached about this, there's depth um, with with really this team. Um, so I, I'm keeping a very close eye on Jake Ferguson personally. Aisha, what about you? Honestly, I got something to say about a lot of them. Um, Ooh, here we go. Here we I go. was just starting with one, but no, here we go. No, no, Open no. the so, can of worms, girl. So I think Quinn Bohana being limited this uh, week. I knew you were going to bring him Quinn so like, Don't do it. me like that. Don't do me like that. I but I'm just it. glad to see that he's he's practicing because I think that he has – 
y'all, he's vicious. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, a lot of teams, like even last week, you know, with uh, Payne and Allen, like you're looking at the game plan and you're like, you don't want to run into those guys. Teams are doing the same thing about the Cowboys DTs right now. That's mm-hmm. why they're attacking the edges. So I think that Quinn Bohanna is important to what's going on um, with Jake Ferguson. Obviously, you want him out there. But in this game, um, the Rams, like the middle of the field is one thing that um, Matt Owen, my, my teacher, the, the professor, <laughs> professor was, was pointing out to me um, is that he the tight ends might get some burn in this game because the, the linebackers for the Rams are having trouble in coverage. Now, they're fantastic against the run. We saw that they, they their run defense sure. is good. But I want to see um, Dalton Schultz and Jake Ferguson and those guys get involved this game. So that's important to me. Um, also, to Connor McGovern coming back, I yeah. think, is a big deal and being fully fully working out in practice and going through everything this week um, because we saw last week that he kind of struggled. I mean, quite honestly, everybody struggled. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, literally, literally, like, Payne and Allen, literally everyone got a piece on that offensive line. So I think it's good for him to get some full work, get some, you know, get comfortable into this offensive line, the communication, all that stuff. And then we'll see what happens with this rotation with uh, Jason Peters and him in this game. And if they ramp him up more, and I think it'll give us a better idea of what Jason Peters' role is going to be on this offensive line moving forward. Yeah, I want to get to Jason Peters in a minute because we talked about him before. But someone else on here that we didn't mention that completely – went over, over my head. head. Boom. Uh, CeeDee Lamb did not that. practice no. today with CD. a uh a I literally board. was like, oh, <laughs> tater tots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he did not practice today uh, with a groin uh, issue. The the good thing is, is we spoke to him today. Today was CD day. Uh, we did speak to him afterwards. He was in good spirits. He said he's fine. He doesn't want, there's nothing for anybody to worry about, but obviously was enough to keep himself out of practice today. So obviously yeah. uh, when they take the field tomorrow, that'll be something uh, just to pay attention to when that injury report comes Probably out. Preventative. Yeah, they're yeah. doing a lot of preventative stuff. Like you can tell with holding guys out in certain practices and low management and stuff like that. I can, so. And I can appreciate that completely yes. because even uh, I believe it was yesterday, Mike McCarthy talked about Donovan Wilson mm-hmm. and doing a lot of things for preventative measures. Managing and his workload. Honestly. Is the terminology. Yeah, used. exactly. Exactly. And, and I think that's so respectable because we're still very early in the season. And, and I think that's uh, we, we forget about how much of a season that there really is left to this game. Only being this early in, do what you got to do to save these guys. They have a lot more to do. Um, and, and I think a lot more uh, to prove as the schedule continues on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting, too, that you bring up how early it is in the season because Mike did speak about that. I believe it was yesterday yeah. uh, when we were on the subject just of how important it is uh, for injury management and making sure that these guys are doing what they need to do to take care of themselves. Um, one of the things that he pointed out was just uh, making sure that the team is understanding that there's 17 games this year yes. now. And I think yeah. that that one extra game, the shortened preseason, or I guess the difference in uh, yeah. preseason – uh, all of that is making a difference. It's kind of um, changing the way that they approach that. So it's good that he's recognizing that injury management or the the load management, uh, sure. so to speak. Um, so that's important. And I also want to note that uh, Noah Brown was a full participant. Yes. So in the event that CD, you know, for whatever reason feels banged up, you got to feel confident yeah. uh, that you've got Noah Brown, uh, especially with a neck injury. You know, those can go either way. So it's good that he is. Also important, too, I mean, even you're talking about the 17-week season – you know, Mike McCarthy's not going to sit up here and just be talking about the playoffs, but this is preparation for that as well. You yeah. want these guys to be, you know, healthy longevity-wise. So I think a lot of the low management and stuff we're seeing is also because this team is looking to hopefully make a deep push in the, in the playoffs. I mean, we're all hoping for it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy that 
that's the conversation that, that we're now. talking about that was not the, the conversation instead of that the season is over woe is me no deck oh and that's funny yeah. <laughs> that was not the conversation yes. after week one right yeah. at all but it's it's a good problem to have everybody <laughs> it's all good but some uh something else too that Haley, we didn't get to talk about on yesterday's show was the long snapper position and i know yes, uh, you had plenty of stuff you wanted to throw in there about that because losing jake mcquade is huge mm-hmm. and, and i think uh, it kind of gets lost in the mix because long snapper, it's a very important position, but it's not a flashy position, sure. right? When it comes to really knowing the game of football, you know how vital that position is. So, Haley, what what have you seen? Uh, you were boots on the ground uh, with the two new signings uh, on practice squad, of course, for that long snapper position. Yeah, so uh, it was something I believe that came up on Monday into Tuesday where they added or they worked out for on Monday, signed to uh, Tucker added. Tucker Addington and Matt Overton. Like, it's like a tongue twister. Yeah. But both of those guys have been getting work in. uh, They're so far on the other side, and y'all have bad vision, so it's hard to see all the way down. Uh, But what I can say is I did get a chance to speak to the special teams room, namely uh, Brian Anger and um, Brett Maher, yesterday because I feel like long snapper is one of those positions where, like, you don't necessarily think about it because it's – I don't want to say it's a minuscule part of the game and diminish it because it's an important role, but it's – it's you know we're so worried about the defense or what the yeah. quarterback's doing or what the O line's doing that we just don't a lot of times like think to talk about the long snapper. So I think this is a good problem to have. I think like we give some love to those long snappers. But I'm um, going on a tangent here. Speaking to uh, <laughs> Brian and Brett yesterday, um, one of the things that they are both looking forward to doing is building chemistry because yes. if anybody on the field needs chemistry with their long snappers, it's your kicker and your punter. Right. Um, and so. Both of them, I think, are just really excited to have these two guys new to the team and really kind of welcome them in. And I think if anyone's going to help them build that chemistry and become a part of the team, uh, it's going to be those guys. So that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting right now. Like, hmm. yeah, they're doing good, but it's their first day out. Like, what's that little Uzi picture that always goes wrong? It's like, it's my third day out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, so I'm sure that's kind of how they're feeling. I didn't get a chance to speak to them today, but um, I imagine they're just trying to get worked in. Um, So, yeah, definitely something we'll keep an eye out on for tomorrow as they go into practice. Yeah, definitely. And, and, uh, you know, we didn't get to talk about this uh, really during the week. There was was a lot going on this week, but (laughs) I'm glad we're getting to talk about it now. So Matt Overton, actually a former pro bowler with the Indianapolis Colts. um, And then Tucker Addington is the Houston Gamblers sixth-round pick of the 2022 USFL draft. So that gives you a little insight as to uh, what we're working with here i think either option could be could be great we didn't get to see him at practice today but uh um i'm sure either way oh, yeah, they will be workable into this to. cowboys locker no room. like yeah overton got some skin in this yeah. game so yeah i mean these guys you know they have some experience they know what they're doing but when you talk about the chemistry chemistry and stuff i think that's going to be important this week because you know bones is going up against yeah, his former just team getting ready to yeah, say that. And we don't we know he can get a little <laughs> you know you know he can get a little wild out there so we'll Not see wild, what he's he, yo he's, he's been chill this year but i'm telling you like be looking for him to be trying to do some stuff i think that there are some areas also too on special teams where they're susceptible and in coverage um so we'll see what what they got going on on special teams this yeah. week like when you start talking about the complimentary football special teams has been a big reason why mm-hmm. the cowboys have been you know kept afloat here so they're gonna the chemistry that you're talking about is important moving forward and we won't know until we know right like we don't know what it's gonna look like until the sure. game day so fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> 
it's one of those things you got to put your faith in, right? And it's interesting, too, that you bring up uh, Bones and his former team. I did ask the guys about that uh, yesterday as well. And just, you know, like, what's the what's the benefit of that? And it yeah. seems like such a, a cliche or an easy question. But Brett Maher's face, you know, just immediately lit up. He's <laughs> like, he's like, I mean, like, what could you have better than to have a guy who not only has the skill that Bones has, but to have the insight mm-hmm. uh, to Matt, like, of the team that you're matching up against. So I think it's going to be a fun uh, sort of matchup and a fun homecoming, so to speak, uh, for Bones. Um, something else we didn't talk about yesterday that I want to – I've got to give him his flowers. Damone Clark, mm. uh, 33, coming coming back. Um, there's a lot of talk about what his role is going to be, and I just wanted to say, like, I mean, he's if he's doing predominantly special teams, okay. That's what everyone does to move up the chain. I don't sure. understand what the big Look deal is about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this that's the best way to kind of integrate him back into this world, this feel, and, and for him to get his football, um, you know, his football body back and be taking contact on. And it sounds like he looked good on the, you know, on the sled a couple times this week. I just wanted to talk about him and also this training staff and what they have done to get him ready and to get him healthy. They are taking on projects that a lot of people wouldn't have done. Yeah. And this is a player, y'all. Like, Damone Clark's no joke. He's instinctive. He can tackle. He can cover. He can do a lot. He can do he can do a lot of Micah Parsons-esque stuff. Yeah. And he's aggressive like that. And to be adding him at some point in time, at any point in time, to this linebacker room is going to be helpful. So I wanted to give him his flowers and um, Britt Brown and all those folks because, I, I mean, we I think we'll all appreciate it in the long run for this linebacker room. You sound like Mike McCarthy this morning. That's pretty yeah. much word for word. Oh, what that's he what he said, said in his press yeah. conference. Today. Oh yeah, I heard. I heard a bit. The bits <laughs> and pieces about shape. it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah, and I like that. We're seeing again. We talked about it yesterday. Mike McCarthy don't play this training staff. They don't play about guys coming back earlier, and I think that's a big reason why we may see Dak out longer than what it's being what talked about expect, exactly sure. because this it doesn't matter what you say he literally is just now you know getting on the field and gripping a ball like this there's a process that goes to it yep. but I just wanted to again highlight the way that this team is handling um injury issues and the way that they are able to you know overcome some with taking guys like mean, even Jalen Smith mm-hmm. people were like oh, what are you what are you doing right now but you got a pro bowler out of that player like he had a pro bowl year you yeah. know so I just wanted to talk about that highlight that a little bit shout out to you Damone Clark yeah and how cool is it for the Cowboys as well like you said just being able to recognize that they can take chances yes uh, on guys it's and you know big. turn yeah. pro bowlers like you mentioned uh so um we are excited about Damone Clark he has been having good practices so far so I'm excited to see him progress even more as the season carries on let's go ahead and take our first quick break here on girls talk boys talk sponsored by jigsaw the preferred dating app of the dallas cowboys when we come back we're going to talk a little offensive line and we're talking about the goat that's next at jigsaw dating we obviously want the cowboys to bring that sixth ring home but to be honest we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation so you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today, dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. (sighs) 
Know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at Blockchain.com. Two Girls Talk, Boys Talk, sponsored by Jigsaw, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. We're going to get into a little bit of offensive line talk on both sides of this matchup. But first, we go to Jess. All right. We'll get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United, presented by Globe Life, starting at just $20. Ladies, I'm not going to stop saying what a good deal that is. <laughs> now, join us and get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and even more. Visit DallasCowboys.com United for details to join today love that twenty dollars it's a good deal it's not a whole lot you can get with twenty dollars anymore you can get a uh, <laughs> let's see ultimate <laughs> let me read this again you ultimate fan experience Haley. okay you can get that <laughs> oh goodness you know who's not making twenty dollars is zach martin the goat of this dallas cowboys offensive line uh, mike mccarthy saying how much of a staple he has been on this team, not just from an offensive line standpoint, but just in the locker room. Yeah. Uh, he just kind of praised his consistency, his ability commu- to communicate. Uh, he talked about the matchup between Aaron Donald and Zach Martin potentially being a matchup to watch. Just kind of depends on where Aaron's going to line up. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But, um, but, you know, just to have a guy like Zach Martin on your team, on your squad, in the locker next to you, uh, how cool for these guys. Yeah. Well, and it's it's so important, too, because, again, I feel like Zach Martin is such a staple player that he becomes kind of a shadow in into how much he does. And he becomes kind of unappreciated for how much he has held down this O-line through thick, through thin, through up and down, through <laughs> everything that this O-line has been through these last four weeks, right? Um, so it was interesting because y'all know I like to go back and listen to what our opponents are saying for the week. I like to scout them out a little bit and say, okay. what are you saying? Um, but it, it is important to get a good view of it. So um, it was funny because he was mentioned by Sean McVay. Sean McVay talked about uh, Zach Martin specifically. Sean McVay talked about a lot of stuff uh, <laughs> yesterday. So we'll get into it. But uh, And I, I enjoy listening to Sean, Sean McVay talk. So um, it, was, it was good insight. But he talked about Zach Martin. Um, he also talked about a a lot of other guys being potential threats um, just overall to this team. And Terrence, if we want to roll that clip, now would be perfect. And it's, it's tough. Uh, I would say physically um, the short weeks become more challenging the more years you play. Um, and, uh, you know, that's a little bit tougher. Um, and the mental aspect probably gets a little bit easier just because you've seen a lot of football and then gone against players and teams and coordinators and all that kind of stuff. You have some Rolodex of, of what it might look like before you turn the tape on. Um, uh, sleep's definitely a, a portion of it as well. Okay, so that was actually Matt Stafford. And I loved this clip because something that uh, I kind of jumped ship there. I thought we had a Sean McVay clip. Sorry. Brain fog, everybody. That's it is right. Thursday. I did not have coffee today. But, um, you know, what uh, Matt, Matt Stafford was talking about was in terms of everybody saying the Rams are coming off of a disadvantage and having a short week, that was his response to that. Mm-hmm. So 
I thought that was interesting Not, in, in his take of that because he said the older you get, the harder it, harder it gets. And you would think it would be opposite, right, from a football perspective. Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm going to disagree. And this is something that I will get on my soapbox and talk about all get the time. Get on it, girl. Uh, we just talked about how important it was uh, for Mike McCarthy to, you know, like take these injuries ser- seriously for these players. And so for the NFL to consistently allow these players uh, to play on Sunday and then turn around and to play again yep. three days later. And it's not just playing. It's preparing, you're preparing your body. I think yeah. I read somewhere where it, for a football player after a game, it takes your body 48 full hours just to get back to normal. So when you, take, when you take that science, right? Patrick Walker would be so happy I said that. You take <laughs> that science and then you, you shrink that down because now everything you're doing in a short week condensed. is condensed. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to get these practice reps in. You're, you're staying up extra late because now you have to watch the film on your own time or you're having to stay late to watch the film you're having to get in the weight room and work a little bit harder and then luckily for them it's a home game but like for some of these guys are having to hop on a plane and travel to their games I mean I've been an athlete before and like I said this the other day I've never been a professional athlete but the grind is hard and it's hard on your body so I can't imagine you know as a 28 year old woman right now that that kind of stuff gets easier as you get older because your body changes as you get older, your tolerance for things changes as you get older, your workload and your ability to do things. I mean, that's why people retire yeah. Yeah. because it's hard. And so I will always dislike the NFL for putting these players at such a disadvantage. I mean, look at Tua. You know, I know we've spoken about that a little yeah. bit, but it's just yeah. like it, it just puts the players at such a disadvantage. Yeah, yeah. that's my soapbox. Can we can we get a little applause noise yeah. for Haley there in the back? Like that was because it drives me insane, and it's yeah. like what drives me the most insane too is like, you know, and this is not all fans. I don't like putting everybody into one back sure. in basket, but you know, like. It's just infuriating thinking about the things that these players are putting themselves through th- for the love of the game and to not have the league taking care of them the way that they're giving. Yes. Uh, it, it's, it's bonkers to me. And when you think about the science that we have and the access to things that we have, I, I cannot wait for somebody to step up and say we are no longer doing this slate. I mean, it's sure. I, I won't say too much, but yeah. it's, it's maddening. I also thought it was interesting, too, that he mentioned sleep. Because yeah. that's really not something when that... When do you sleep? You're right. watching film. I mean, you're trying right. to eat. You're that's trying to nourish you your body. Like, mm-hmm. And it's not something you think about as, as a professional athlete and, you know, just watching a football game on Sundays. You don't think about, hey, did they sleep this week? <laughs> like, how much sleep did they actually get? And But yeah. then you think about it in terms of your normal day-to-day life. And I know for me, if I'm not sleeping... I'm not productive. And so I can't imagine how they go and put their bodies through what they do and do everything that they do, whether it be tape, practice, rehab for some of these guys going in to to make sure that they're getting healthy on top of trying to get enough sleep. That's yeah. It put a new perspective for me today. So I just wanted to share that little clip. I mean, and then you also have to talk about when you're specifically talking about uh, Matthew Stafford. This guy's been 16. He's been sacked 16 times. yo. Yeah. It hurts. and, and, And you have to look at the fact that also, you know, like the San Fran defense is very, very, very physical. physical. They're tackling hard. I mean, you look at Cooper Cup. I mean, the guy had 19 targets, 14 receptions. Those tackles he was taking are going to have him sore. And so I just, I realistically think that anyone that thinks that them coming off of a short week with how brutally, physically, um, physical that game was last week, it's just crazy to think that, anybody on that side of the of the field isn't going to be 
a little fatigued, a little bit like, and they may, you know, dig deep and, and really, you know, make a statement. I'm not saying that they don't have it in yeah, them, especially sure. offensively. I look to see Sean McVay, you know, maybe try to switch it up or whatever coming in, you know, against such a juggernaut of a matchup with their offensive line issues and then the Cowboys defensive line. Um, but I, I do think that that is going to play a factor in this game and we would be crazy to not think that it's not going to. And it was interesting too because obviously they both were at Sean McVay and, and uh, Matt Stafford were asked about that number of sacks. It's very unusual um, and, and just how quickly it all happened for him. And so they asked him and he was like, well, I have to do a better job. Sir, what? I mean, like, I mean, but it, honestly, though, and, and he does, but he not. What I really appreciate about, about Matt Stafford is the leadership there. Yeah, and, and he said, "Hey, I need to do a good job." That he really doesn't need to which, take responsibility. Well, for. Which, yeah. like, yeah, get the ball out quicker. That's that's fair to say, right? But also. To get sacked that many times, it's not just you that's yeah. at fault for all of that. So that was interesting, and, and Sean McVay was like, our number one priority is to take care of Matt Stafford because, yeah, you obviously cannot have your starting quarterback getting sacked that many times during well, a game. And it's kind of like I look at football as a, as a machine, right? And when you look at the Rams, to me, I, I think they look a lot like what people expected the Cowboys to look like. Pre- and, oh, and when I say, the quote. And, and, I'm just, the quote. and I'm just being honest because when you look at what they lost or received, Receiver core wise, uh, Van Jefferson, very important guy, Odell Beckham. And now you see Tyler Higby and Cooper Cup, who's gonna get his he's gonna get his touches. They scheme yeah. him, they scheme him open too well for him not to, you know, be able to get some receptions. But when you look at, on the other side, I mean Allen Robinson is like, where where he at? <laughs> where he at right now? And part of that is because a lot of the looks that the Cowboys got last year when they couldn't run the ball, when they could not pass the ball are the same looks that the Rams are getting right now. Keying in on everything, biting on everything. Like, we know that you have, you know, deficiencies here offensively. And then also, too, when you look at what they do in the run game, they're not – I'm not going to say they're completely inept as a run offense. There are some things they can do. They use a lot of misdirection. I, I call it decoration. Let me just sprinkle in some motion Ew. right here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, and that is essentially to help their guys out. It's to help get their guys open looks. It's mm. to help this struggling offensive line. This is not a power offensive line. They, 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 they're not trying to run the ball down your throat, the A and B gap. They're trying to do some fancy stuff, uh, some exchanges, get your linebackers not trusting their eyes, which they're going to have to do we'll talk about later but this offense is ran through Matthew Stafford and there are numerous instances on tape where he has guys there and he's getting I mean you're coming up like they're coming up against a defense that already is making you get the ball out it's kind of not even a it's like a mood point that they have that he has to get the ball out because he already does it's it's to a point also to where he's like He's tight. He's throwing into some tight boxes, tight windows. He's trusting his guys, but he's not trusting. There ain't no second, third read, y'all. It's it's it's. This is where I want to go with the ball right now, and this is and a lot of that does have to do with the offensive line. But then at the same time, you say to yourself, "This is a veteran quarterback. What is going on in his mind with some of his progressions and some of his decision making?" And if the Cowboys' defense, you know, can take advantage of the turnovers um, and you know get turnovers, get this team better field position, I think that's going to be a key, a key part of this game. He also puts the ball on the ground. So, yes, I feel you on the offensive line part. It's a machine, absolutely. Like, he can't just be, you know, like, it's not just on him. But also, too, like, they lost some key guys in this offseason. And 
to me, it is very similar to what you think you would have thought the Cowboys offense would have looked like without a Noah Brown stepping up, without yeah. Tyler Smith actually coming in and being suitable as a as a um, left tackle. Like, I think we would have saw some of these same things. Don't I mean, and then also, too, you know, just with Cooper, like him coming in and yeah. being the quarterback that he is like we didn't expect these things. But I do think that if that didn't happen, we the Cowboys would look very similar to how the Rams look right now offensively. I want to put point out too, since we're talking about similarities, the Rams have had struggles in the red zone. So yeah. this is going to be a game of you need touchdowns. And that goes for both sides <laughs> yeah. of the ball here. Mm-hmm. Uh, field goals are I mean, it's even playing field at this point because we have Brett Maher, Brett Money Maher. We appreciate you so much. Give you all your flowers. Uh, we appreciate him. But they need the the Cowboys offense first of all needs to capitalize when they're in the red zone. They need to score touchdowns to win this game because they also need to take advantage of the fact that the Rams are struggling with the same thing. And so really, if you want it to become more of a, a power play for you, uh, now I'm using hockey terms. Wow, there you go. Uh, you know, if if you want it to become more of a power play, you're the ones that have to step up and capitalize in the red zone. So mm-hmm. the Cowboys. I, I, oh my goodness, it's going to be so frustrating if we don't see a touchdown scored within that first quarter because that is something that I think is very overlooked when these games are won. And they've been great games. Everybody's played great. But we have not seen the Cowboys scoring touchdowns. And that is so important. That's going to be a key to this game is, yeah, you can score points. That's great. We we love you, uh, Brent Maher. But I don't want to see a lot of you this week because ultimately... <laughs> Ultimately, that's not what's going to win this game. And it's, you know, I think keeping the Rams behind the sticks, making sure they don't even get the opportunity to be in the red zone is going to be also key. So yeah, something to look out for. Yeah, I like to I know we spoke about this earlier in the week, but uh, Mike McCarthy said earlier about how, you know, you don't know what your team looks like until after four weeks. And I think that this is really going to be a game where they can kind of exploit that a little bit. Now we know what Cooper Rush looks like. We know where he looks comfortable. We know what he can do from an arsenal standpoint. We know the weapons he has. He has a new toy in Michael Gallup, so that adds the vertical threat, the deep threat down the field. And then yep. you add in, you factor in the fact that people are going to mark Michael. You know, we've seen mm-hmm. the way he was covered on Sunday, the penalties uh, that he drew. So that adds another layer to the defense. So I think what's really cool about this matchup is you're you're playing a team that's tired, that's coming off of a short week, as Matthew Stafford spoke about. Uh, maybe still trying to find themselves. Yeah. Like, are they that? You know, are we the reigning defending Super Bowl yes. champions? Like, so they're still maybe searching for their identity. A depleted offensive line that's struggling to keep the quarterback safe. So you have all of those factors, and now you have a Cowboys team that's really hitting their momentum. They've had the momentum, the thermostat, so to speak, uh, on the defensive side of the ball. And so I really think that Sunday is a great opportunity to maybe be a little bit more flashy. We talked about not taking those risks on fourth and one uh, late in the game. Maybe this is a week where you can try and take those risks because Michael Gallup feels better. Uh, going into the game. CD has got his swagger mm-hmm. back. Yep. Zeke and Tony are finding ways to get yards in a struggling run game. Uh, so I really think this is going to be a fun matchup just from that perspective because we spend so much time talking about uh, how well the defense is, how much the defense has held it down in the house, mm-hmm. so to speak. And I think now this is like the offense is like coming out party where they I really yeah. think this is a good opportunity. Yeah, for them and, to and on that. the other side of the ball, when you look at the Rams defensive line, like, they aren't getting a ton of pressure right now. That's not that's not their game right now. I, you're looking at when you look at losses, the loss of Von Miller is showing true to be a big deal because when you have another guy 
on that defensive line with an Aaron Donald, it's it's too much to account for. So you, you're seeing now, like, absolutely, they're more stout against the run. But I think you can do some things to them at the second level. And then also, too, I, there are going to be passing opportunities there as well, depending on what you see with uh, Jalen Ramsey and seeing if he's going to shadow at all with CeeDee Lamb. But I think that the, the matchup that I want to see is Michael Gallup against Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Because it's something, about, like, it's something about that matchup, and I think you talked about it, it's something about that matchup that's interesting to me. Because one thing that Jalen Ramsey has in this last couple of years really put into his arsenal is tackling. Like He's not afraid to come up and tackle and things like that, but this last couple of weeks, he struggled in the open field making tackles. I was just the, getting ready to the say, Rams, it didn't look like it against the, the Rams, 49ers. Yes, yeah, the Rams themselves in space <laughs> are having trouble tackling, and yeah. so I'm really hoping that uh, Kellen Moore draws up some yak opportunities for these guys to get yards after catch and really you know, get after yeah. that defense. Something else, another flashy name that was uh, flashed around a little bit this week because of a viral post oh, due to uh, <laughs> due to him taking care of some business to a wild fan don't don't be that fan please uh Bobby Wagner he also talked in a press conference and something that he mentioned was the Cowboys rushing attack he said that it's a very good balance uh Zeke falls forward Pollard's more on oh my goodness my pen is flying Pollard's <laughs> more on the edges um and that you have to be conscious of the styles of run plays that each guys have and that the Cowboys do a good job of mixing it up well he also mentioned um that the offense starts these guys going with their run attack and that opens up the game for everybody else he also mentioned that cooper rush is making great throws and he is a guy that they need to respect so i think that says a lot for bobby wagner to be talking about cooper rush I mean, give Cooper Rush all his flowers. We already know that, but I, I thought that was interesting because yeah. he said, obviously, we uh, the the press conference started of, hey, what are you going to do if you see Dak this week? And he said, it's my understanding we're we're yeah. not seeing Dak this so week. I'm not going to worry about and, it. And yeah. he said, either way, though, Cooper Rush is somebody we need to respect. So I thought that was a very interesting way for uh, him to answer that question. He also said um, that Cooper Rush has been very great at putting or you know, uh, handling blitz pressure so far. And that just because he's good at it so far doesn't mean he will be good at it on Sunday. Uh, that the, the Rams do their blitz differently. <laughs> the eye roll from Aisha just now, y'all. I wish we could have that in I'm just the messenger, you guys. I'm just saying what Bobby Wagner said. He's talking his talk. Um, I don't know. At Cooper Rush, if you're listening to this, there you go. There's your, there's your uh, fuel Cooper for your fire is. this week. Well, I mean... Ask him why they have the blitz. Ask him why they have the blitz. He also yeah. mentioned yeah. He's, he mentioned something that we getting pressure with four <laughs> that we've echoed here um, a lot on this podcast is how much Cooper Rush is well respected because he's been around so long. Uh, you know he knows the ins and out of the scheme of the offense. He said that he should be able to recognize the blitz because he has experience and age being around the Cowboys. So I thought that was that was interesting for him to mention. So, uh, yeah, there's my tales from the other side, uh, <laughs> listening to Bobby Wagner, Sean McVay, and Matt Stafford. We respect Cooper. We respect Bobby. But we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the defense here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, sponsored by Jigsaw, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. At Jigsaw Dating, we obviously want the Cowboys to bring that sixth ring home. But to be honest, we're more focused on finding the person who will put a ring on your finger. That's why we created a dating app that reveals your face through meaningful conversation. So you can date deeper. Because it's personality that matters the most, not looks. Join Jigsaw Dating today. Dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. 
All right, Pepsi-loving football fans, it's time we had a lesson in trash talk. And I'm not talking about that stuff that happens on the field. What I'm talking about is trash, and it's the only thing that belongs in your garbage can. Now, recycling might not be as thrilling as converting a fourth and long, but next time you're thinking about throwing that Pepsi Zero Sugar bottle away, just cap it back up and pretend you're down by six with the recycling bin wide open. <sighs> know the difference? Make a difference. Be a team player and recycle. Visit PepsiTrashTalk.com to learn more. It's Smoothie King's original angel food and new angel food slim without added sugar. You no longer have to choose between treating yourself and hitting your goals this summer. You don't have to choose between great taste and feeling great. Because at Smoothie King, every blend is made with whole fruits and no syrups, so you can satisfy your cravings without compromise. The only choice you will need to make is which one is best for you. Try our classic angel food or the new angel food slim, blended without added sugar. Smoothie King, rule the day. Welcome back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, sponsored by Jigsaw, the preferred dating app of the Dallas Cowboys. They say defense wins championships, but we win championships here with Jess giving us this next read. Oh, my. That is so sweet. Did you like that? I love that. I'm going to cry. Okay. All right. Let's talk Fall Fest before Haley makes me emotional over here today. Uh, Fall officially kicks off at the Star with our first ever Fall Fest on Saturday, October 8th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Come out to the Tostitos Plaza Championship Plaza, keyword championship, (laughs) plaza for a day of family fun from a beer garden to a petting zoo, face painting, live music, fall-inspired food, all the good stuff. I even saw pumpkin patch on Instagram. So uh, there you go. Very Instagrammable. The event is free and open to the public. For more info, visit thestarinfrisco.com. You know I'm going to be there. We know you love pumpkins. I love pumpkins. I love it. it. We know Jess loves her pumpkins. Uh, Ladies, something we always talk about is the defense for this Dallas Cowboys team and just how effective they've been. Mike McCarthy calling them the thermostat uh, of this team because they regulate what happens with everybody else. So it kind of feels like there's not much they can't do. But Aisha, as you pointed out during the break, there is something maybe that they could work on. So I'm going to send things right over to you. Yeah, absolutely. So like I said earlier, I'm trying to figure out if Sean McVay is going to surprise us all and and be like, you know what, let's actually – Let's actually try to run the ball on these guys because, you know, um, to me, the film says that in certain instances, I think that last week the Cowboys did a far better uh, job in the second half cleaning up the run defense. But they are going at the left side, well, opposite side, whatever this, whatever side Demarcus Lawrence ain't on, they running away from him because he's fantastic. And um, I think that they, the Cowboys are going to have to contain better. They're going to have to really trust their eyes. They're going to have to shed and tackle. This offensive line isn't a power offensive line, but they do have the ability to pull reach block, um, get guys off their mark, and really get to the second level. So this defense is going to – I want them to – I love the adjustments that are being made in the second half, DQ. I love it. However, (laughs) I would love for these gentlemen to come out and be that dominant against the run to start the game. I do think you get some help there with J. Ron Curse coming in, um, filling in a lot of that linebacker spot. This also, too, I don't think offensively what they do, it makes you have to get out of your base defense, which is the big nickel, and they do that a lot. So the safeties – are going to have to. And the cornerbacks, if they're in a situation where they have to come up and tackle, they're going to have to come up and tackle. And uh, Don, 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 uh, Trayvon has shown that he is more willing to do that because we saw that people were coming at him on that side. So cornerbacks are going to have to come up and tackle. Linebackers are going to have to trust their eyes, be extensive and, extinctive. and I also want the DNs on the opposite side of Tank to really come to play and contain better this game. 
So I'm just looking at this this little amazing packet that the Cowboys PR puts together. Uh, <laughs> Haley was just gave me the idea to look at it. It's amazing, full of great information. So on the, that note, um, I'm reading a little bullet here that uh, y'all may or may not have heard this week, but the Cowboys have not allowed their opponents to reach 20, uh, the 20 point mark this season. Uh, the first time that the Cowboys have held their first three opponents to 19 points or less since 1973. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Making history. This team is making history. Mm-hmm. This this Cowboys defense is making history. So um, that I'm just reading that, and and that's, I'm trying not to complain too much that about is beautiful. the run defense. But I mean, what more do you want from me? Like, ladies, I want to ask you. So, if you have a choice to any player, whether it be offensively, defensively, uh, special teams, who do you think is going to have? a very good game just based on what we're seeing based on what we're talking about if you had to pick one player who do you think is going to have a good game oh Bre- lord Brett sorry Maher. my second family's walking by <laughs> you say Brett Maher? not your second family what yeah this is my best friend's family that are walking oh, by oh lord <laughs> we love whenever the tours go by uh, it's so much fun not i also want to point out that my aunt right here oh, she's pregnant right. and and she's oh, gonna have baby micah congratulations so Baby Micah is is coming into the world. Wait, so the baby's name is Micah. His baby, her her baby's name will be Micah. So it's <laughs> a biblical um, name. Aside. incredible. Sorry, y'all. I we're not supposed to get distracted right there, but that's my second family. But anyways, back to your players. No, I I joked and said Brett Maher, right? Because we joked about that not happening earlier. Because you put me on the spot. So you make me sick. Aisha, who's your who's your pick? Uh, I've been talking really heavily on the DTs. Um, I think they have an opportunity to have a good game of the whole. That's hater tots. Uh, come back to me. Can you go around? I don't know yet. Okay. Well, somebody I really <laughs> want to see have a great game. It's no shock to anybody. It's Noah Brown. Because I think if I thought if, you were gonna say Cavante Turpin, oh, Barnacles, <laughs> that would have been a good you know, one. There you go. You can take that one. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Noah Brown, and only because I think, it, like you said, Haley, if you're gonna establish your identity, this is the week for him to do it. He's getting his respect. I feel like the wheels are turning, but this is the week to establish that and really solidify it. I think. Yeah, I like that. I like Noah Brown a lot. I think that uh, he's been such a steady presence for Cooper Rush. Um, and I know we've spoken about that in weeks past, but just being able, you know, like stepping in to a starting quarterback role is not easy for anybody, whether it's a rookie making their first start, uh, a backup, or whatever it is. That's a really hard thing to do. And so I think it's obviously easier uh, when you have somebody who you're comfortable with. So um, I love that Cooper has his Noah and vice versa because I think that Noah has uh, really benefited to having Cooper Rush out there. I think for me, if I'm going to have anybody uh, have a good game, uh, I'm really pushing for Michael Gallup. Um, I had a chance to speak to him one-on-one today uh, in the locker room. I don't want to give away too much uh, of a spoiler. We have a feature piece running on him in our pregame live show, so be sure to join us on Sunday. I'm really excited about okay, that piece. Drop. So, okay, drop. Uh, we're so okay. excited okay. to watch you. What did you do earlier? Just the decorations. The decorations. We're so um, excited to watch you do your thing, Haley. We're so proud of you, by oh, the way. Thank you. We're so proud God, of you. You're going to make me cry. Oh, no, we're uh, so proud of you. <laughs> killing it. No, but in all seriousness, it's – just like it's not hard to be a, or it, it is hard to be a starting quarterback it's really hard to come back from injury especially uh an acl injury uh, we talked about michael having the wherewithal to say hey i'm not ready yet yeah, and then yeah. as a result it benefited last week he had a really big game last week scored a touchdown um and speaking with him today i asked him i said you know like what's the what's the what's the change in mentality now you have a a 
game under your belt. You have a week's more work of preparation. Does the mentality change at all when you step onto the field this week? And he said, oh, absolutely. He said last week, like, I was still nervous. I was still, you know, afraid because you never know what's going to happen, especially with a knee injury. So I just think, like, it was cool to see him last week check that box of getting back on the field. I think it'll be cool on Sunday to see him get back to that Michael Gallup, that quintessential Michael Gallup that we know and love. So that yep. is my player I'm paying attention Beautiful. to. Beautiful. I think you said my player, and I'm just going <laughs> to stick to it because it actually makes a lot of sense because I do think that um, the Rams are susceptible in coverage. I think that Kevontae Turpin is going to have a few opportunities there. I hope he takes them and he's smart with the ball. Um, but last week we talked about it. The field position game is was huge, and I'm hoping that they looked at the tape this game and they're hopefully going to improve there. You obviously not going against that Trey West. That is insane. Tress, <laughs> Tressway, rather. Tressway, yeah, that's way. insane <laughs> as a punter. But um, field position is going to be important in this game. It's always going to be important when you have a backup quarterback as you're you know, running your offense right now. So, Kevontae Turpin, I ain't, talk, I ain't said your name in a couple weeks. Come on. Come on with it. Turbo Turp, we're ready for you. Quick quick story about Cavante before we wrap things up here. So uh, my brother actually played college football uh, at the Air Force Academy. I'm just name dropping all these things. Yeah, today. I love it. I love uh, it. <laughs> but uh, my dad actually sent me a video last week. Um, I, I think we were on our way to dinner. And he's like, oh, by the way, like I found this video on my Facebook. And uh, I'll be sure to post it after this. But uh, it's a video of my brother uh, marking Kevontae Turpin at a Nike ID <gasps> camp like five, six years ago. I love that. Uh, and again, I'm going to flex. My brother did get the win on that one. He oh. was able to back down. Uh, so I showed Kevontae that at the locker room the other day. And he's like, man, I remember that day. And I, I, I got him back later on. Blah, yep. blah, blah. So I think it'll be love interesting that. to see if I'm not taking any credit for that. But maybe it gives him a little bit of boost okay. uh, on, on <laughs> Girl, if he has a great week, we're going to say show them that. Show him that clip every week. We if hope they he has a great all week. have a great week. We hope you you guys all have a great evening. Thank you so much for joining us here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk today. For Aisha and Jess, I am Haley, and we will see you tomorrow. Bye. <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!